This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. Whenever we got fast food, we would put all our fries together in a big mound to share. Like you ain't getting my motherfucking fries. You can kiss my motherfucking fry-eating ass. Oh, yeah, dude. I would fucking <laughs> sell you out in a heartbeat. If it meant, like, me getting a fucking kendo stick to beat your ass exactly. with all yeah. day. Yeah. Let's pull the whole poop conversation off to the side. Never- How? No. How? <laughs> How am I supposed to walk away from this? Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So growing up, I have always loved to hear the stories that my dad told or hear stories that were told about him when he was younger. And when he would tell them to me, he would get so excited. His eyes would get real wide and he'd just get really jacked up. He'd be using his hands and just be getting so into telling the story because I'd never heard him before. There's this one time when I was a little kid, I decided I was going to take mom and daddy's car so 57 Chevrolet out for a joyride around the neighborhood. They didn't even know it was gone by the time I got back. I just parked it in the driveway. Then he would tell me about this one time that he raced the cops. I was out racing one night. Me and this boy pulled up to a uh, to a red light, and he starts revving his engine at me. And we start racing. We're going like 100 miles an hour down Bankhead Highway and weaving in and out of cars. And this red light tur- goes to turn yellow in front of us. And that boy next to me, he slams on his brakes. But me, not in my Chevelle. Oh, no. I pressed the gas, and I went right on through that red light. And it was a Cobb County cop sitting right there at that intersection. He pulls out and flips on them blue lights and chases me all the way through Mableton. But I got back to Mom and Daddy's house way before he got there and ditched the car and then ended up waiting. In a, in a ditch behind the house and he was so proud to tell me about how the cops were baffled at the fact that he ditched the car and then Mama and Papa had to deal with that and when I was a little kid I would get so excited to hear these stories because they were all brand new to me but now as an adult I've heard them like six or seven thousand times like every time I go to see him in jail my dad will tell me a story that I've heard many many times before but I still love to listen to him tell them Well, one of my favorite dentist stories wasn't told to me about my dad, actually. It was told to me about my dad's brother. And my dad's brother, Danny, was always out with him. They were just two peas in a pod when they were kids. They were always hanging out together, always going out and getting into trouble together. And it was just one of those things. So Danny one time pulls me aside at Thanksgiving. He goes, your dad ever tell you about that one time at the uh, skating rink when we were younger? I was like, no. He goes, well, I want to tell you, the skate rink is kind of just one of those places where when we were growing up, that was just the place to be. And he goes into telling me how if you were a teenager, if you're in your 20s, it didn't matter. You were at the skating rink. It was kind of like the internet is today. Everybody was just fucking at the skating rink, hanging out, you know, drinking, smoking, doing whatever, chilling, wanting to be an adult-ish, I guess you could say. So one night, my Uncle Danny and my dad decide they're going to go to the skating rink, and they decide they're going to take my aunt's new boyfriend, who eventually becomes my Uncle Jack, with them to the skating rink. And before they leave, Danny said, I pulled Jack aside and said, listen, at some point tonight, something might pop off, and if it does, we're going to need your help. Jack said, what are you talking about? He goes, listen, when we hang out at the skating rink, every now and then sometimes some stuff pops off. Some guys might start mouthing off or something like that, and you know, if something goes down, I'm going to need your help. Jack's like, what are you even talking about? He goes, my brother's one of those kind of people that every now and then he'll either start something or have to finish something. And when he does, I'm going to have to be there to help him. I'm going to need you to be able to stand in for me and help me out. 
Jack's like, okay, cool, whatever. He's not thinking anything about it. He's thinking, you know, okay, I've just met these guys and now I'm being told I might need to come help you out, quote unquote. I don't know what the hell's happening, but all right, whatever, I'll go along with it. So my Uncle Danny says, we get to the skating rink and everything's going fine. We're there for about an hour and a half, two hours. And at the skating rink, they have the big spot in the middle where you can skate. But they have those high, like three and a half, four foot walls on the side where all the people who aren't skating can hang out on the side and not worry about somebody who is skating slamming into them. Danny told me, he says, I look across the skate rink and your dad's been there about two, three hours at that point. We're all kind of, you know, having a good time. We're all drinking, smoking, stuff like that. And I see your dad. Now, as an aside, my dad is five foot eight total. Okay, and my dad's a scrappy fellow, but he is five foot eight, and he is not above letting somebody else know his opinion on something. And if you don't agree with his opinion, he's not afraid to be forceful with telling you that you should agree with his opinion. And if you don't agree with it, even after he's forceful, he's not afraid to be violent to make sure you fucking agree with his opinion. So Danny says, I look across the floor, and me and Jack are standing on the side behind one of those walls. And I see your your dad over there talking to these three, four guys who are all like four, five, six inches taller than him. And he's getting up into one of their faces. And they're all like scooting in around him. They're literally about to jump his ass and whoop his ass right here in the middle of the skate rink. And I look over at Jack and I slap him on his arm and I say, come on, man, we got to go. And Danny said, I took both my hands and I put them on that four foot wall and I jumped over the wall. Now, Danny is about six foot tall. He's you know a few inches taller than my dad. My Uncle Jack is about six foot two. He's bigger than Danny was, and he's a big guy. He's just a big, burly guy. So my Uncle Danny says, I jump over the wall, and I hit the floor with my skates, and I start skating across. And I look back, and I see Jack has put his hands on the wall, and he went to go jump over it, and I hear something go <laughs> behind me. Apparently, Jack had put his hands on the wall and did not cross over the top of the wall whatsoever. He missed it, land squaw on his face. And that was how we avoided the fight that night. And I'll still never forget to this day, I've always known my dad being one of these scrappy-ass people who always gets into trouble. He's the guy who races the cops. He's the guy who steals his mom and dad's car. But he's also the guy who starts fights with three or four guys that are definitely taller than him and definitely are going to whoop his ass when he gets in trouble. But the way they got out of it that night was simply in the fact that my Uncle Jack was not that athletic at all. Hey guys, welcome back to a show that remembers wondering why nobody could tell that Clark Kent was just Superman with a fucking pair of glasses on, or as we like to call it, now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support Now That I'm Older, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Now, Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you'll find our show as well as the Having Words podcast, the Prove It Channel podcast, and Tiny House Big podcast. And this week we get into strange things that your family does. And of course, I've got a few stories that my dad did and some of my family did, and Kenny basically just makes fun of me for it. And then later on, things get a little bit shitty for me, and Kenny discusses his feelings about Catholic priests. So check it out. We'll be right back. This is going to be such an exciting day. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. Three, two, one. Recording is a go. 
So in my family, we had a few things that were a little bit weird. Shane, we've made a whole podcast uh, for multiple years now that's about how weird your family is. You can't say you just few weird things <laughs> about your family when like half the episodes about weird shit in your family. Let's be honest. A lot. This whole podcast could have been called Dennis from the beginning, but it's not. Not always Dennis. Not always Sometimes Dennis. Sometimes it's your uncles. They're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a lot of uncles on my uh, mom's side that are a little bit crazy. My dad's brother was a little bit crazy as well. But the, the point is we've done a lot of shit about my family and about the crazy stuff that we do. And the other day I was looking at the news and I saw this article on BuzzFeed that said weird stuff that people admit that they do in their family. And I started reading this shit and going, okay, so my family was pretty fucking normal in like a honey boo boo sense. Like they weren't like completely a normal family, but my family was a lot more normal than this. Like for example, one of the first ones I read said in my family, if you took a bite of dinner and the dinner was too hot, the rest of the family would blow into your mouth until it cooled off. That's fucking gross. That's so nasty. <laughs> Don't blow my mouth, you fucking animals. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? So, Kenny, the next time you get a piece of pizza, <laughs> it's fuck, way too I swear hot. To God, if you blow in my mouth, I'm hitting you in the face. I swear <laughs> to God. Can you open your mouth and I'm going to blow it? <laughs> no. I'm just imagining how Absolutely. that whole conversation would go. <laughs> it would probably going to be spitting pizza at you. Oh, my God. You should just walk up to Nikki and do that one. <laughs> <laughs> See what she does. If she goes, oh, God, this pizza's too hot. Just start. <laughs> I can totally see your face in my head right now. That mad, confused thing she does when you do something so, so, so absurd. Uh, she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like where she's so like amazed that you came up with something so stupid, but she's also really angry. That's that face. Like, <laughs> so the second thing on the list says, "My dad used to whip out his bare ass at everyone." He once put it on the dinner table while I was eating, and my mom spanked it. That's the moment I realized something might be off with this whole this situation. This is future, right? Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. My little brother used to whip out his nuts. And his ass. At every moment. And you would be across the room, and you would hear him go, Hey, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he did that, yeah. you knew his ass or his nuts were on display for literally everyone in the fucking room to see. It was just one of those things that he did, but like... You don't think that that's weird when you get outside of, like, your friends and stuff like that. Like, yeah, my little brother used to whip his nuts out. People were like, wait, he did what? And it's like, no, he no, just, yeah, he would whip his nuts just, or his ass out. He put them on your fucking windshield if you were out in the parking lot. He put them on the armchair. Like, I, I saw him one time. <laughs> my my roommate Paul was sitting in an armchair, and, like, he had his arms sitting on the side. And he was sitting there, like, we just smoked a bowl, and he was, like, really high and shit like that. It was like, I want to say we were, like, 21 or some shit. And I saw Steven walk up and take his nutsack and legit just set it on Paul's arm. <laughs> <laughs> he was there for, like, 25, 24 or 5 seconds. I was like, ah! And Paul looks over, oh my God, dude, I can't believe you put your fucking nuts on me. And we're like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> you not mad, Steven? We have a friend that stabbed Paul in the forehead. We do have a friend named Paul, or a friend named Adam, that uh, got really mad at Paul. Um, you didn't get mad at him? He wasn't worked up at all. <laughs> I was completely calm when he did it. I was there. It was hilarious. Paul told him he wouldn't do it. And if we were like, you know that's Adam. Oh, you don't know Adam. You're about well, to. The, thing I, the reason I say he got really mad at Paul is because Paul was one of those friends that, like, legit, you would let things go because you're like, you know, if I attack him, I'm going to kill him. And, like, you would just let so many things friend, go. Our friend Adam didn't have, like, our friend Adam is not the kind of guy who, he, if he got mad and had a stick, he'd be like, you're not going to hit me with that stick. <laughs> it would be more like, Adam, don't you hit me with that stick. <laughs> he, was Adam, that, he had that person where you had to be very clear. 
give me that if stick. You give me the stick, it's going to be a problem, Adam. <laughs> it's going to be on. Don't be like, you won't do it. <laughs> you might as well say, Adam, please hit me with that stick. <laughs> I saw Adam get in more than one tussle. And I, I say tussle because he was so small and wiry and shit like that. Like He very rarely got in fights with like us as far as like our friends and shit like no, that. No, it was always other hood cats. It was always people that like you expected him to like get his ass whooped by. And then he would just like have somebody in a headlock and like be smacking him in the head with his fucking foot. And you're like, how is this working? He was just a wiry <laughs> like, little yeah. weird dude. And his, and his mom was like abusive and a cop. So. <laughs> So she was like doing cop shit on him, and he fucking was an expert at fighting back. So the uh, the third thing, and he had hook toes. The the third thing on the weird list of shit that people do says whenever we got fast food, we put all our fries together in a big mound to share. Like you ain't getting my motherfucking fries. You can kiss my motherfucking fry eating ass. Sort of like communal fries. No, that's and honestly. I really feel like every time I come over from now on, I'm going to take your fries and just dump them on a plate. In First front of, of me. all, I'm on a Weight Watchers program, and fries are a luxury. And if you fuck up my French fry moment, that's like fighting shit for real. <laughs> it's like, somebody's on Weight Watchers and they have a French fry. It means they've been working like three or four days to earn the points saved up Kenny, for those French I just, fries. I feel like if we put our fries in the middle, Adam, don't hit me with that stick. <laughs> Shane, don't you touch my French fries. I'm not saying you won't. I'm not challenging you. I'm telling you, we're going to have a problem. So on this list, the person says, one time I was at a friend's house and they all got fast food and stuff like that and asked me if I wanted to. Although consumer consumer advice panel, and with an update on their conversation, if you do like French fries and you want to eat healthy, get yourself an air fryer. They're amazing. Back to the story. So what would you do if you were at a friend's house and like your family decided they were going to get this one friend, like let's say David was over at your house. And when the fast food comes, like your whole family said, hey, David, you want to eat fast food with us? And of course, like David was poor. So he'd be like, yeah, let me get some fast food with you guys. And he got there and he like dumped his fries in the middle for everybody to put in. What would you say to him? What are you doing? Dumping your fries? (laughs) They're going to get cold. (laughs) So you wouldn't dump your fries in to make him feel like he was a part of the thing? No, fuck no. Like I ain't getting my fries. Other people could. And if they don't eat them, I'm going to eat what they leave. Um. But there's a thing in Japan where kids do this. Is like a it's a big to do. What do you mean it's a big to do? On their like lunch break at their little Japanese, they eat like, French schools. fries together. Yeah, literally, they have French fry parties. They all like a bunch of kids get together and they pour their, all the French fries on a tray. They all get like a ridiculous amount too, and they just stuff their face with like ridiculous amounts of McDonald's French fries. Um, that feels like the most gross thing that apparently I've apparently they of. have never heard of cholesterol. Yeah, apparently like <laughs> Japanese people don't have to deal with this or, shit. Or or. Because they live such a structured life over there, that's like such an act of rebellion. That's like eating French fries is their version of cart bashing. <laughs> Imagine that. I feel like that's probably a huge fucking discrepancy if that's what they consider that kind of fun. Um, but, you know, that's a huge different society. It's like where the first three years of school, they don't test them over there because they're not teaching them any kind of facts. They're teaching them just how to behave and have manners. You know, I feel like if we had that for you, Trump would this never podcast have been president. Would, I, no, <laughs> no, I'm, not even, I'm not even considering Trump because that's a whole different conversation. I'm feeling like if you had three years of just being focused on how to behave, this would never have been a podcast in the beginning. Like you would never have become this person. And oh, I would, I would not fit in at all in Japan, Japanese society at all. The first time they were like, "No, it's all you have to be quiet to make other people happy." I'd be like, "Fuck other people." <laughs> no, see, because I would have been one of the kids who would have excelled at that, and I would feel like oh, I would. Totally, you're totally sheep mentality. You I would, no, wonderful. I don't feel like I'm sheep mentality. I feel like I would have been the guy with the black gloves bah! and the fucking... Uh, oh, the, you're not a total sheep. You're just willing to pretend to be a sheep to get whatever you want. 
<laughs> I feel like I would have been the guy with a kendo stick, like putting you in line as soon as you're like, I don't think that's fair. Bam! Oh, you would definitely be a little sellout, little fucking hall monitor motherfucker. Oh, yeah, dude. I would fucking <laughs> sell you out in a heartbeat. If it meant like me getting a fucking kendo stick to beat your ass exactly. with all yeah. day. Yeah, if you're ever going to trust somebody in that situation, Shane's not the one you want to go talk to the security guy, Shane. He comes back with a uniform. <laughs> oh <laughs> oh so uh i work with these guys now you got this is what you guys are gonna have to do <laughs> yeah, the, that test that they did it's famous now because they did a um, episode of it a lot of me or something where there's a psychological test where they create a fake prison in colleges and they test how long it takes for the guards to become sadistic you'd be you'd skewer that motherfucker you'd be oh like, i'd be the fucking day, curve day two into the hole <laughs> You would respect my authority. I would be like, seriously, if I was given. And when they talk power, about how some people rebel naturally, I'd be all like, "All right, we're gonna take Shane out." <laughs> oh, I, I we're would, gonna get his taser away from him. A little fake taser, like it's gonna do something. You can't taser my taser. You have to act it out, Shane. What was it? The seventies when they said through counterintelligence we should be able to identify potential troublemakers and neutralize them. That is exactly what I would do with you. I would fucking identify. They you keep as a troublemaker. trying, son. You think you're better than them? You're not. Oh, I absolutely fucking do. I would have the black gloves. I would have the fucking Star Trek uh, or the uh, Star Wars fucking little hat and shit. It would be like I'd develop a British accent because I would be so fucking evil. Oh, the whole movie could be about how your plot's working perfectly until you get there. (laughs) (laughs) Works so well because it was a trap. Um, I don't think it would be a trap. Oh, it would be a trap. You'd put your hands around the throat and then it's when you'd realize it was a dummy. You'd be like, like, and immediately you'd be like, oh, fuck. And it would be too late. Um, I feel like it'd be one of those sad German movies where you like you turn it around ends, and you see some and, like, starved, the whole cr- the whole crowd is you like turn around and see starved Dobermans. <laughs> I feel like the whole wow, crowd he really be- starved dogs to to make sure I couldn't like charm them. These dogs look really hungry. <laughs> In, they in, were really healthy up until about three weeks ago. In the movie that I envisioned, like it's gonna be one of those sad German endings. Where, and you like, can send I me letters about the plan about starving dogs. I don't give a fuck about your letters. It would work. I didn't kill them. I just made them a little hungry for a couple of weeks so they would eat Shane's asshole. I don't feel like they would though. I feel like I face. have. The, I feel like if I if I dominated them, <laughs> <laughs> challenge, them. challenge accepted. <laughs> challenge accepted. And I don't even starve them. I'm just gonna talk to them like he was talking bad shit about you guys. I just won't <clears throat> fucking. I won't like. I won't placate them. I will dominate them. Uh, Caesar has taught me that all I have to do is turn my back. Uh, you should do that. That should be your first move with these attack governments. I'm gonna borrow from like the military or something. <laughs> we'll get some hoss ass like fucking army ranger Dobermans <laughs> that were made to eat terrorist nuts. So number four on our list of strange shit that people admitted that their family did said we had a diarrhea spoon. Full stop. <laughs> I had to stop drinking my energy drink. <laughs> so we could test its consistency. Oh and no! Find out no. how dehi- hold on and find out how dehydrated we were. Need about five ounces there, hun. That's the uh, that's the thing on the back end of this whole thing. They were trying to figure out how dehydrated they were by how. Could you just drink one? How about you just risk it and drink some extra water? <laughs> you know how much water you have to drink for it to be too much. Just drink a little bit more if you're concerned about it. <laughs> So here's... You don't have to poop on a spoon, you nasty motherfuckers. So here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys a gross story, like a, a super duper... You had a diarrhea spoon? No. 
No, I didn't. I was about to say this episode is about to be an all time great. We're, we're going to bring the whole we're going to bring the whole story down a little bit, real quick, and I'm going to talk in a in a calm voice that everybody can understand. Uh, we moved to a trailer out in Villarica, Georgia, and if you think Villarica, this is the mud fields, no, yes, actually, it was the if, red mud for miles. <laughs> if Villarica sounds like the most hopeless one horse town you've ever heard of, it's because it, it was. Um, People uh, from Douglasville make fun of Villarica. Yeah, Villarica was a, a fucking um, a cesspool of terribleness. When we moved out there, there was a Pizza Hut and a Hardee's. Unless you're looking for meth, then it's like a home run. Oh, yeah, then totally you're there. Well, if you're looking for meth and like going to cow tipping, this is your, your haven. If I go to Villarica, I, t- I carry a rock of Epsom salt with me. In case a pack of wild meth heads show up, I can throw it. And then like you get to watch them battle for it because they, they think it's meth. And bonus, if you stick around long enough, you might get to see one of them try to smoke Epsom salt. I <laughs> feel like we should probably film that and put it on YouTube. No, dude, that guy who did bum fights got totally like the world. <laughs> he tried to go on Doctor Phil. He shaved his head, <laughs> like with Doctor the match Doctor Phil's bald spot, and Doctor Phil just immediately threw him off the show. And I was like, imagine if you went through the trouble to make yourself look like Doctor Phil, <laughs> just for him to be like, "No, I'm shutting this down. Fuck you." Let, let me just and then they just they ended it, and he was like, "We have another show. We had a backup, so we're just gonna do that instead." Let, <laughs> I was like, go, "Damn, Doctor Phil Tachi, that motherfucker, to death." Let, let me go ahead and stop you. Let me stop you right there, okay? Yeah, we're not gonna do this. That's exactly what happened, actually. Let me stop you. We're not gonna do this. You're so, obviously a jackass. So we moved to a trailer in Villarica, Georgia, this most miserable one horse town. My mom and dad decide what had happened, and this is a real live serious story my dad had gotten busted there's a mystery i don't know what he got busted for but he got busted where we lived like i want to say with like you know some pot or some shit like that like well, something ridiculous wasn't he trying to grow pot at one point at one point that was a whole different time this is after that oh this yeah exactly after we moved to <laughs> oh this is after the after we moved to whatever he got busted for pot but like pot, at this point story you're about to tell at this point like he he like gets busted for something some mystery like the cops showed up at our house in the middle of the night and i was like holy shit dude and it was, as a kid it was like damn man dude my dad's like a man of mystery and shit like i don't know what like he might be on the run from the fucking law like we're moonshiners or some shit like that you're not supposed to be excited about that shane well i mean when you live the christian lifestyle that i did where you went to like fucking sunday school and that was the most excitement you had you got to basically live through your father's rebellion period i did um so we end up moving to villarica and when we get out there we move to a trailer my parents had a rebellion moment too i just want to throw this out here before you get too far into the story because it'll be distracting any further in So I just want to go ahead and wager that Kenny's parents' rebellion phase was not nearly as awesome as my dad's was. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, things get pretty shitty for me, and then Kenny gives us some choice opinions about his feeling about a certain set of priests. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. And we are the guys from Nut Film Stew. Do you like movie reviews and want to keep up to date with the latest in movie and TV news? Then Nut Film Stew is the podcast for you. Join us every two weeks for some good times, laughs, and firm opinions on the things we love. That's right. There's a new podcast released every two weeks on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. Or head to our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.weebly.com. That Film Stew Podcast. Listen, comment, follow, share. The price is wrong, bitch. Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon exclusive content with stuff just like this. 
Why would you have fetuses as toys? In what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. I don't think your manager would appreciate it. I don't it appreciate your ruse, ma'am. I beg your pardon? Your ruse, your cunning attempt to trick me. I was only pointing out that you weren't paying any attention to what I was saying. I hope it feels good. You hope what feels good? I hope it feels so good to be right. There's nothing more exhilarating than pointing out the shortcomings of others, is there? It's 7.38. Shut up, everyone. Shut up! Woo! This is Leo. This is Kitty. This is Fez. This is Jackie. This is Cobra. What's up? And Midgey. We are Afterburn 739 Podcast coming to you from Squish Bar. Tune in every week and hear us talk about anything and everything. We are not politically correct. We are certainly not well informed. Sometimes we will make shit up. But we will make you laugh. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Afterburn739.com. And Twitter and Afterburn739. What's Stitcher? Hello, Hello Kitty. Kitty. Welcome, Welcome to, to the party. Welcome to the party. My jingle. <laughs> and you never know who might turn up in Squish Bar in the Turkey Bucket Gallery. <laughs> I quit. Mr. Lumberg told me to talk to payroll, and then payroll told me to talk to Mr. Lumberg, and I, I still haven't received my paycheck, and he took my stapler. My parents had the opposite of rebellion, though. Were they swingers? No. What the, <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> the fuck does that have to do with? I mean, that feels like a criminal. So your dad gets freedom. Your dad gets freedom and goes hog wild and does everything your papa probably expected him to do. Right. right. My parents get out and have a chip on their shoulder <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, we're gonna be like." Career people, we're gonna prove all of you people wrong. <laughs> that we're swingers. No, there's no swingers. There's no swingers involved in this. Your mom and dad were never swingers. No, my mom. Are and you dad sure? Barely, but they barely like people. How do you think I got like this? <laughs> I, I honestly figured it was too much sun. Vitamin D makes you happy. So, <laughs> going back to the whole trailer and stuff like that. So we, back to Villarica. I just wanted to throw that difference out of how how our lives were divergent. Both of us had rebellious parents. Well, my mom was complicit in the whole thing. She was like, "You know what, Dennis? That's fine. We're going to move to Villarica." Probably because he did something bad. She was like, "We got to get the fuck out of here for our safety." Well, the, honestly, my dad had said at one point like the cops were out to get him, and that's always the, the right, hallmark so, of so someone. You're, you're like my mom was complacent. Like she had any choice in the matter. She, no, she wasn't complacent. She was complicit. It's like so, you're in the car with a guy who runs a stop sign. Are you gonna do? I need you to let me out right now. No, you're just like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> damn it, Shane. Still, still trying to get home though. I ain't trying to walk. I hope they pull you over after you drop me Six off. Six miles from here is when you can drop me off. Okay, <laughs> at my house. So we move out of this trailer. They pull our trailer from Villarica, or excuse me, from Douglasville. First off, we lived in Douglasville, then moved to Villarica. Douglasville is a cesspool into another cesspool. Douglasville is like where the crackheads originate, and then when they can't afford Douglasville, then they move to Villarica. <laughs> Nobody in my family was a crackhead Tell or a meth head. Got to carry that up to the salt. So we move the trailer out there. There is no plumbing run to the trailer for the first week and a half at all. 
We have toilets. I mean, you make this sound like you had such a struggle, but you've gone camping for a week. We had toilets, but no water running to Did them. Did you use them? Oh, yes. Ah! Ah! Why did you just go to the public restroom for a couple of weeks? Well, in the beginning, the first couple of days, we did go to the gas station that was about two miles away from our house. That's how far fucking out we lived in this trailer. Two miles to the nearest gas station. So we would go to the gas station, go shit, go pee, that sort of thing. Uh, it was finally go outside and pee. We're boys. Like, me, my yeah. dad, and my little brother would go outside and piss. That's no, not a big deal. Mom had a little bit of a problem with it, but I mean, it's fine. We had I mean, it's not like there was anybody else around. Y'all could have built a latrine if you had just a little bit of... of, 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 of initiative. <laughs> so the first couple of days, that's what we did was, you know, we went to the bathroom at the fucking bathroom I mean, gas station. That's what, what you think when you camp, you should have well, made dug a hole. <laughs> well, and then my dad was watching wrestling. And, you know, see, my dad would have used that as a way to torture us. <laughs> I, had, I had to go to the bathroom. Steven had to go to the bathroom. And he's like, well, yeah, I'll just go ahead and use the bathroom in the back. We'll fix that later. We'll fix that later. No, there's no, when you pay, there's no such thing as fixing that later. Me and my mom and my dad and my little brother for a couple of days used the bathroom and then we got the plumbing installed. And I'm not going to go too much further with details about that. You whole live thing. with a pile of turds. Stop, stop for a second. You live with a pile of turds for multiple days. You are never allowed to pick on me for being messy ever again. I wasn't involved in the control of that situation. I had no ability to stop it, no ability to fix it whatsoever. Well, that's why you and Nikki are very, well, Nikki's pretty neat. Makes you neat now, before you weren't. That's why y'all are neat now, and I rebel by being dirty. Stop, stop. Let me finish the story. Now, I'm going to talk about the fact that we live with turds for a few days. We're going to talk about the fact that when we got the plumbing installed, Dad said we are not flushing these toilets and trying to just get all these this poop to go down. We need to get some of this poop out, and somebody has to pull it out. And that was my job. Ah! That's totally what you have kids for. But, ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! No, I wouldn't like to talk nope. about his struggle and shit like that. No, I don't even try life. to contrive my struggle to your struggle. Your struggle is retarded. <laughs> Your struggle didn't have to be. <laughs> That's just like one in a million well, stories. I get so frustrated when I tell people not to do things and they do it and then it does this kind of shit. I would have been Dennis's friend that would have been like, Dennis, y'all can't keep shitting in this toilet. <laughs> Somebody's got to dig this out with their hands. I'm going to make Shane do it. Man, Shane's life sucks. Oh, no, we had a spatula that never saw the light of day again. <laughs> All you had to do was get like a fucking hose and just run it down. It's gravity driven. <laughs> Dennis, god damn it. It was like a lot. I understand. Well, I mean, well, at some point, y'all should have fucking stopped. I bet it smelled so fucking horrible by the third day. Oh, my God. When you just get a little bit that misses the water, and you're trying to sit and finish, and you're like, I just want to just stop. And go ahead and flush it, because I got a floater, or the piles that I, I don't want to smell this. I'm trying to imagine that being in your home. For multiple days. <laughs> oh, my, oh god. my god. Like, I sometimes shit and, and will flush a couple times <laughs> in one session just because I'm like, that's too much shit. I won't be around that. <laughs> I, got, I feel another one coming, but in the meantime, let me just go ahead and make some room. Y'all were it just was, like, <laughs> it was like trying to make a fucking, some kind of like, like hell splatter. <laughs> like, like hell, like what's the stuff on the wall? Like that was popular for a while in between brick and wood. 
Stucco. Y'all are trying to make hell stucco. (laughs) That's what they fucking make walls with in hell, right there. Oh, my God. I'm surprised that didn't turn into a demon, like a little shit pile of demonry. At one point, I expected a hand to reach up and grab me. That's what I'm saying. The demon demon poop hand be like, ah. Okay, so let, I'm gonna let's, tickle your butt Let's pull the whole poop conversation off to the side. Number, How? Number, <laughs> How am I supposed to walk away from this? So you know how I'm paying with feces. <laughs> number five on the list of strange things. This sounds that people like a admit. goddamn episode of Ren and Stimpy. Number five on the the strange things that people do with their family that they did not realize was fa- was weird. Says in my family we used to finish chicken to the bone, no meat, no gristle, nothing left. And if you didn't finish it, somebody else would finish it for you. Uh, so, my house too. No, we, but it was only my dad. My dad would be the always. No matter what meat it was, my dad grew up in like urban uh, Baltimore in an immigrant family. <laughs> so like meat, when you're like there's like you don't know about Catholics. My dad's got a lot of brothers and sisters. So you know how there's only like five pieces of meat in a family pack. Right. So like meat's precious fucking commodity <laughs> when you grow up that way. Oh, so, no, 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 no. You, you you like to think that I don't know, but I know that my mom and dad used to go out and get a two-piece meal and make it fucking split between four people. And dad would get the majority of the breast all to himself. Well, of course. And if you fucking sat there and bitched about the fact... He made you scoop feces out of a bowl. <laughs> of course you ate up chicken. I mean, thanks for telling us shit we didn't know, Shane. <laughs> So in this conversation, no, the guy I'm just says, saying, my dad would he would get like the bones to take home from steakhouse, and people were like, "Oh, you got the dog," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> he's, he's gonna make soup." No, he's gonna eat the motherfucker. He gnaws on him like a fucking dog. So this guy says, "Flash forward to college, and I'm eating chicken in the cafeteria with all the people that I'm going to school with, and one of them didn't clean their chicken wings, so I casually reach over to his plate." Pick up his chicken wing without interrupting the conversation, and after a minute, I realize everybody's staring at me, going. What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, Ted? And he goes, I realized at that moment that something was probably wrong. So have you had that moment where you've you've picked up a chicken wing off somebody else's table? Or no. someone else's <laughs> No. No, no, I haven't. Um, I mean, amongst friends, like if like somebody we got Captain D's and they ate all their fish. But no, nothing they've chewed I on. I still, even if you bit off your... Like, no, I've even had family members who are like, I'm not going to finish this corn on the cop. No, asshole. <laughs> you must fucking... Like a fucking you gnawed on that. You've been cheating the thing like a fucking toothing toy. You're a fucking toddler over there gumming the fuck out of it. No, I don't want that. Like, that's nothing. That's what I think that's a prime reason I have kids. I don't want anything to do with no teething toys. That's the nastiest fucking <laughs> shit. Man. I don't want teething and toys. fucking toddlers are little gross little monsters. They no. drop shit on the ground and pick it, pick it right back up under their little bloody gums. Let's 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 stop that because I feel like there's a whole conversation there. Imagine if toddlers were giant. They would kill us. Um, toddlers would rule the world if they were fucking They wouldn't giants. rule the world yes, in chaos. Would. No, it wouldn't be ruling. It would be anarchy and chaos. It would be the apocalypse if they were biggest, if they had the most power. Number six on this list says, instead of trick-or-treating on Halloween, my parents used to make us go around to different doors in our basement and answer Bible questions to receive candy. This well, immediately when I read this. Religious people should not even be allowed on this list because, they, of course, they're getting to do weird shit. They I probably also had to tickle the preacher's balls. Uh, okay. I immediately thought of something Dude, that my mom and dad would have done. The most likely place you are ever to be molested is in a house of God, which is so sad, but it's true. 
I don't want to think about being molested in the presence of God because I feel like if God's there, there shouldn't be any sex. I just, I mean, I've heard plenty of women say, oh, I'm God. I'm going to tell the joke. I'm going to tell the joke. Oh, don't tell the joke, I'm telling the joke. So there's a rabbi, a lawyer, and a priest. You play along. I know you've heard it. Okay. And they're on a cruise. So on this cruise, they hit an iceberg, and the ship sinks, and the captain gives the, uh, the abandoned ship call. And it happens to be that our three protagonists are near the ship's uh, rescue boats. The rabbi, the priest, and the lawyer. Correct. So they are right in the front of the line. And the rabbi speaks up and says, guys, there are women and children on this boat. We should at least let the kids get on first. And the lawyer says, fuck those kids. And the priest says, do you think we have time? It's so bad. Like, when I first heard this joke, Kenny told me the other night, it, it immediately I laughed my ass off for about five or six minutes. And it's like, as you're laughing at it, you realize this is super fucked up. The first thing we think of priests for is molestation. Dude, dude the Catholic Church fucked up so bad that there has been a, mo- a monumental shift in one single generation. The generation before us, the idea of punching a priest in the mouth was like next to throwing a Bible on the ground and shitting on it. It was like, you know, you thought you would die right that second and go to hell. It just feels like that's unclean, though. Thanks, Shane. Thank you for uh, make, mentioning that something getting shitting on it was unclean. I just feel like if you're going to shit Thank you for public. adding to the content with your... <laughs> with your, with your if you're going to shit on something in public, that's on you. That's gross. Thank you for distracting completely from the metaphor of... You know what I mean? Like throwing the flag on the ground. Something like that. That, you used to, that When you were a kid, you were taught that you just don't do that. Right, right. Or you now don't... the thought of punching a priest is kind of like, I bet people would cheer. I, for, like I, if a priest came up to me in my in the previous generation, as I was, as I remember it being as a child, even for adults, if a priest came up to you in public and scolded you, and you, even if you didn't know this priest, you were probably going to be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Well, see, now if a priest walked up to me and started telling me, I'd be like, "How many kids are you fucked?" And then I'd probably start getting a little physical with him. And then, <laughs> then if he didn't back down, I'd probably grab him by that little collar and beat the shit out of him. Immediately in my head, I imagine you grabbing a priest by his collar and, and slapping the back shit out like, of him. Not even close no, fist. No, I'm talking about like fucking raising your fucking open palm oh, and yeah. slapping the dog shit out of him. The, like way, he, the way men used to in movies in the 50s to women. <laughs> like he was a petulant child. I was watching some bullshit my grandmother was watching. I went upstairs to check on her and she's watching some 50s movie and there's a scene where the husband gets mad at his wife and I was like holy shit you go to jail for the rest of your life for some shit like that now and they made it seem like it was so normal to snatch your wife up and just pop her like while you're scolding her like it was your job like you were following a Caesar program for your dog I swear I was waiting for him to be like Psst. <laughs> There's more than one moment in those old movies where you're like, and that was the hero of the movie. <laughs> and this is the guy you're supposed to root for. Yes. Like, but, but yeah, that's how I'd hit the priest. <laughs> I wouldn't, I'm sorry. Something's changed. There's no reverence anymore. Like if a priest walked up to me and started, I would, that would, I would take more criticism from just a absolutely normal person who had nothing to do with me than just a random priest. If you're a priest, you best walk your line straight around me, boy. <laughs> Cause Y'all covered up that. Those of you who didn't fuck the kids all knew about it. And you helped cover it up. So you're all a bunch of fucking pedophiles as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I'll snatch a priest right up. (laughs) I say we end it there, sir. (laughs) Jesus, dude. 
Jesus is on my side. Okay, Jesus never fucked any kids. <laughs> they fuck kids. I told a joke about the church the other day, and people looked at me harshly. And I was like, oh, I went too far. <laughs> the Catholic Church, they're fucking kids, and I can't pick on them. It's no different than the fucking Boy Scouts. Like, they all knew that people were getting fucked. They all knew people were getting fucking molested and shit like that. And everybody's like, oh, no, it's fine. It's just the Boy Scouts. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not okay. It's fucking, like, anytime children are involved and fucking people are doing things that are fucked up, maybe it's not one of those it's just okay things. Just, maybe you speak Every up. time I see a, like, bishop or somebody, like a bishop up in uh, Rhode Island or something pissed off a bunch of people he criticized the gay parade, parade parade and I was like maybe you should be worried about the kid fucking maybe that's what your fucking funny hat wearing ass should be focused on you fucking closet pedophile that's why you went to the church because you can't fuck normal people and you want to hide it and make it sound like it's because of the church that's why priests are a bunch of fucking pedophiles it's, a, it's an acceptable place to go when you don't want to fuck women you want to fuck kids, so you hide it behind your fucking crop little fucking collar, you nasty little fucks. I don't fuck want, I, fuck I, the church. I, I feel kind of dirty now. Can we end this segment? I feel dirty that we haven't already hung these fucking priests by their goddamn fucking funny collars out to fucking dry. We should do like, like they do in the fucking Middle East, hang these motherfuckers off bridges for everybody to fucking see. You touch a little kid, you should get hung off a fucking overpass. I don't do this thing. Like Mad Max fucking shit you got going on. It's not here. Mad Max. It'd be Mad Max if we were hanging people for stealing water. <laughs> I think I'm, I don't even like capital punishment for mo almost anything. But if you fuck kids, you should hang from a fucking overpass. I, I don't. You ever want to fuck a kid? Never in my Me life. Me either. Not never ever. in my life. No, never once. I don't even like being around the little fuckers. <laughs> They're sticky, loud, and obnoxious. Why the fuck you want to fuck them? You sick fucks. I don't want to talk about children and priests anymore. I'm, 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 Can we talk about hanging the priests some more? Because I like that part. No, let's just end this one because I'm I'm all sad now. I'm, I'm very sad. Well, I mean, it's not like you got fucked. Not yet. <laughs> Good thing you weren't around any priests. <laughs> You're too old now. You're good. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. We got a million more, guys. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up for the night. No. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you don't want to wrap the thing up? We're not, we can't wrap up a podcast I'm not on it. It doesn't make any sense. Just listen to the old pork chop express and take his advice on a dark and stormy night, all right? When some wild-eyed, eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks you crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail.